Oi, tudo bem? This is Brazuca Sounds, hosted and produced by Leandro Vignoli. Episode 8. What's up, guys? What's going on over there? This is Brazuca Sounds number 8. Before I begin talking about good music, I need you to remember that I'm at Instagram as Brazuca Sounds. Drop me a message. Always going to be very much appreciated. And all the songs that I play here at this show is also in a Spotify playlist named Brazuca Sounds Soundtrack. I can also provide you a link if you send me a message. Uh, the podcast of today, I'm going to talk about Brazilian dictatorship, a little bit more about the history of Brazil, 10 songs that were totally censored at the time of their releases, and sometimes these songs will not get permission to be recorded at all. Sometimes they will be only forbidden for playing on the radio and TV, and sometimes it will be necessary to change the lyrics, the name of the title of the song. Brazil had different levels of censorship. Censors, they were not quite smart as well. Sometimes they could not even understand what the songwriters were trying to say. But anyway, normally it will be something political, but also could be as silly as referencing sex in the song. So let's go. This is the song number one, one of my favorites. This is Milton Nascimento, Os Escravos de Jó. It's one of my favorite Brazilian songs ever, and it's part of the album Milagre dos Peixes, which is like mutilated by censorship, practically cut the entire lyrics of these songs and two more on the same album. This latter, this uh, original lyrics preaches basically the reversal of roles between the employee and the boss with a deep sense of social demand. It's kind of a very socialist song in some way. And since Milton Nascimento could not use the lyrics, which were, as I said, center, he decided to make the recordings only with his voice, and which makes the song written by Milton Nascimento and his partner, Fernando Branch, undoubtedly striking to hear. There's also a participation of the singer Clementina de Jesus, where she was able to sing the last verse of the song, the only verse that was not actually censored. 
So this is the kind of thing that will happen at the time. Many times the censorship will not approve the entirety of the song, but you could record regardless if you change the lyrics. And that was exactly the genius of Milton Nascimento, just like syllabing the lyrics with his own voice. A few years later, Elise Regina rescued their forbidden lyrics and recorded the song entirely with a new name, a song called Cachangá instead of Os Escravos de Jó. And as I said, one of my favorite Brazilian songs ever recorded. So this is Apesar de Você by Chico Buarque. It was launched in 1970 when Brazil won the World Cup of Soccer and the tortures and disappearances of people against the regime were in his heyday by the dictator General Medici at the time. This song was actually through censorship and was recorded as a single, but when he reached the mark of a hundred thousand sales, a newspaper hints that it was a tribute to the president. The name of the song is Despite of You, Tomorrow is Gonna Be a Great Day. So what happened was the record company was invaded by the soldiers and all copies were destroyed and the song was banned for playing on the radio. Chico Buarque was called in for an interrogation to provide information and clarify who was the person he was mentioning in the song, who was you? And Chico Buarque replied, well, this is a very bossy woman, very authoritarian. Because at the time, Chico Buarque became kind of a king to make a display of words. Because the song, if you hear it without the entire context, it really feels like he's talking about a woman, right? A wife, a girlfriend. But in fact, he was talking about the president. This song would only be re-recorded in 1978. In that same album, he also recorded the song Calice. It is also a play of the words. Calice in Portuguese means like the glass, right? Callous, but it also means shut up. But my particular favorite one of those lyrics disguised as something else, it was this one on the background. Apesar de você. Apesar de você, amanhã de ser outro dia. Você vai se dar mal. O Rio de Janeiro continua sendo 
O Rio de Janeiro, fevereiro e março Alô, alô, Realengo Aquele abraço Alô, torcida do Flamengo Aquele abraço Alô, alô, Realengo Aquele abraço Alô, torcida do Flamengo Aquele abraço Olibreque This is Gilberto Gil Probably his most famous song Aquele abraço Which was considered at the time a farewell song before he moved to London in exile in 1969. He was escaping, literally, the dictatorship. Aquele abraço means that hug, like, and mentions a lot of people, neighborhoods, clubs, schools, and figures of popular culture in Rio de Janeiro. But he was very critic and ironic as well. For instance, the mention of the Realengo neighborhood is a clear provocation to the military because Gilberto Gil was in prison and a military school at that neighborhood of Realengo and Rio de Janeiro. And not only this is expression, aquele abraço, what a hug! That was something the soldiers of the barracks where the singer was arrested greeted him with that kind of expression. Aquele abraço! And one more thing, not every cynicism of Gilberto Gil in this song is political. There is a passage where he says, Hello, hello, Flamengo fans! Which was like a clear provocation by Gil, who is a Fluminense fan, the biggest rivals of Flamengo in Brazilian soccer. And soccer, as you know, is a huge part of Brazilian culture. So he was kind of taunting, but that was not why the song was the censor, of course, because of the lyrics mentioning like the neighborhood where the military men used to be based in Rio. Eu sou o Zequete da Portela, vim trazer o meu samba da forma mais autêntica para o nosso querido e amigo povo brasileiro. Obrigado. Acender as velas já é profissão, quando não tem samba tem desilusão. Acender as velas já é profissão. Quando não tem samba, tem desilusão. 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 This is Zequete, one of the pioneers of samba in Brazil. But this song was released in 1965, and the song has no connotation of political protest per se, but the lyrics have a strong and impact accounting of the story of Favela's daily life in Rio de Janeiro. It was about the struggles, so it's always a heavy social criticism 
of the terrible living conditions in the hills of the Rio de Janeiro in the 60s. And of course, the Brazilian dictatorship didn't like it because for then, Brazil was kind of like a perfect place. It could not be bad if they were running the country, right? It was a very nationalistic censorship that happened in Brazil, especially after 64. So this song was kind of retroactively censored because this song was recorded before by Nara Leon in her Bossa Nova record, Nara. But you know, Bossa Nova was seen as more like white, happy life, caipirinhas and all. And Zecchi, on the contrary, he was a black man from the favelas singing a samba, talking about social struggles. So, in his voice, in his album, the song was also censored by the Brazilian militaries. <música> O Ernesto nos convidou para um samba, ele mora no Brás. Nós fomos, não encontremos ninguém. Nós voltemos com uma baita de uma Sometimes the censorship will not be because of a political statement, but according to the censors of the good values of Brazilian society at the time, whatever that meant. Adonira Barbosa, which was like a pioneer of samba in the city of São Paulo at the time, had five of his songs in 1973 veto by the censorship and the problem with the song was the lyrics because Adonida Barbosa used to sing his songs in the colloquial way of speaking in Sao Paulo, right? It was about slangs, so to speak, ebonics, the way he was singing those songs. And by the way, not wanting any problem with any censorship, he just decided to release an album with several songs already recorded in the 50s, before dictatorship in Brazil. Those songs were okay in the 50s, right? But unexpectedly, like I said, five of these songs were now removed. The censor highlights several words which are not perfect with the Portuguese grammar. In an official document, this censor concludes that lack of taste prevents the release of the lyrics. Brazilian dictatorship was trying to make a point that everyone was well-educated, which is obviously not the true, not at the time, not now. And this was Adonira Barbosa trademark. It was just like the way he thought the songs would be better perceived by his audience. E tanto levar frechada do teu olhar. 
he preferred not to alter any of the songs as recommended, and he left to record the songs only later in life. Like this one here, Tiro ao Álvaro. This is like a song in the Brazilian songbook. Every person in the country knows how to sing these songs. Here, in partnership with Elis Regina. This is a song by the duo João Bosco and Aldir Blanc, O Mestre Sala dos Mares, which in Portuguese means, is a reference to carnival, but it means something like the flag master of the sea. But the song was originally called the Black Admiral. But an unofficial document from the Department of Censorship and Public Entertainment told that this title represented an, an apology for the black, which shows that in addition to being backwards, the regime also was very, very racist, because the song in their minds was talking about the military men, and they could not even admit a person of so high level as an admiral being a black person. And so what happened was Aldir Blanc, the songwriter of this particular song, uh, he just changed the name of the song to O Mestre Sala dos Mares. It's a song about carnival. It is not a political song in any way. This black admiral is referred into the song still. It was liberated to be kept in the song, but not in the title of the song, because of course the title of the song is what the radio broadcaster would say all the time when they were announcing the songs. So many, many times it was not even a question of a song being political or not. It was just like the censor guy decided to censor. That's the way it is. That's the way it should be. That's the way you should change it. A todas as lutas Três 
13 anos eu te aturo, eu não aguento mais. Não há Cristo que suporte, eu não suporto mais. This is a funny one. Is a song called O Divórcio by Luis Ayrão, meaning The Divorce. This song was released in 1977, so the regime was completing 13 years of dictatorship of 1964, or revolution, as they called at the time, and still deniers still call. And the song is one of the play of the words. Luis Ayrão sings, 13 years that I put up with you and I can't take it anymore. There is no Christ that can support it and I can't take it anymore. Which is obviously a clear reference to the regime prevailing at the time in Brazil, but being disguised as like a divorce between two partners, right? But unlike Chico Buarque, who was very, very clever in this play of words, Luiz Ayrão had not the same luck and the censor guys, they noticed what he was talking about, what he was referencing to, and then after several back and forth, uh, Luiz Ayrão and the censor guys, they finally agreed to change the name of the song to O Divórcio, The Divorce, instead of 13 years. Um dia eu perco a timidez e falo sério E faço as minhas leis com meu critério Eu vou para o xadrez ou cemitério Mas vindo de uma vez com seu império songs that were censored during Brazilian dictatorship, this is the number one that comes into our minds. The song by Geraldo Vandré, Pra Dizer Que Não Falei De Flores, a song uh, composed in 1968 for a music contest called International Song Festival. Actually, the song was even prohibited to be broadcasted on TV during this competition and it was also obviously forced to not to win the festival due to a demand from the government so when the winner was announced ironically a Chico Buarque song by the way was heavily booed by a sold out venue is a classic scene of Brazilian music history so this Geraldo Vandré song became an anthem of resistance from the civil and student movements that opposed the military government 
government,、uh, decorous. It was a clear call to action, saying that it was not the time to just wait and wait for better times. It was time for action, and it was of course interpreted as a call to armed struggle against the dictators. And in all fairness, the song is not very subtle in its lyrics. One part of the song said something like, "There are armed soldiers, loved or not, all lost with guns in hand, to die for the homeland and leave without reason." So it was very a punch in the face, right? It was very straightforward. And in 1968, the Inconstitutional Act passed in Brazil, so it made. Almost literally impossible to say anything anywhere without the the soldiers and the government had some saying of approval. And Geraldo Vandré was extremely persecuted. Many many people say that he was extremely tortured as well, and he was forced to go in an exile. He left for Chile, and he went back to Brazil only many years later. But but he never recorded music again. This song was included in a Geraldo Vandré compilation released only in 1979, almost 12 years later. And what motivated the relaunch of that song was that the year 1979 marked the first year of the so-called opening promoted by the government of a still dictatorship, General João Figueiredo. It was still not a democracy, but a little bit softer than it used to be. And of course, Geraldo Vandré became almost like a pariah. He completely disappeared. He never gave interviews until he came back in 2010. In this particular interview, he said he was actually never tortured. He even praised. The Brazilian Air Force at the time. A lot of his sentences was completely incoherent. So many people argue that Geraldo Vandré was actually still very broken by the torture that he faced in the late 60s. But we're never gonna know exactly what's the truth. But what we know is this song. It was never recorded and was completely censored. <laughs> As marcas do meu tempo, meu desespero, a vida num momento, a força fome a flor. So to finish it off this podcast, we cannot go out without mentioning Taiguara. He was the champion of songs being censored by the government. No less than sixty-eight. Of his songs were were prohibited to being executed or even recorded. This song in the background, "Oji," meaning today, it was censored because its lyrics allude to the fact that any military government、uh, torture 
it was pretty much a norm. So the first sentence of the lyric said something like, I have the marks of my time on my body. And of course, the entire song is about the society in Brazil could not stand to live under dictatorship anymore. Taiguara has a very interesting story because he was actually born in Uruguay and moved to Brazil when he was still a teenager. And if sometimes the dictatorship just persecuted a lot of artists because they seemed a little bit socialist, at least they were not wrong. Taiguara was, in fact, a communist, very well identified. And actually, my favorite song of Taiguara is this other one over here that I'm gonna finish off this episode. It's called A Ilha. Já não posso mais viver nesse mundo em chamas, em chamas, chamas, meu bem. Eu te quero bem. With several and several references, such as I'm gonna live in the island where the equals are gonna be my family meaning he was definitely talking about Cuba at the time. But as the song at the same time has this kind of uh, up-tempo good vibes, it was not prohibited to be recorded, it was only prohibited to be executed on the radios. That's it for today, folks. Hopefully you enjoyed this uh, edition of the Brazuca Sounds. I'm at Instagram as Brazuca Sounds. Drop me a message as you can. You can also listen to all the songs I play here in full through a Spotify playlist called Soundtrack Podcast Brazuca Sounds. Have a good time over there and take care of yourselves. Destino que o amor faz meu E eu volto a ser menino Menino This was Brazuca Sounds with Leandro Vignoli. Thank you for listening and see you next time. Mm-hmm.